Our next scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. This takes place on Easter evening. The first part of the scripture reading does. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. It was Easter evening. The disciples had gathered together in fear. Mary Magdalene had told them that she had seen the risen Lord, but they were still afraid. They were afraid of what the Jewish authorities would do to them as followers of Christ if Jesus was alive again. Behind the locked doors, Jesus appeared to the frightened disciples. He came to them to offer them peace and to send them out on their mission. He offered them peace because he knew they were afraid. And in fact, throughout the passage we read today, Jesus says, peace be with you three times. As our New Testament professor in seminary used to say, if something is repeated, it must be important. Something is repeated, it must be important. And Jesus says these words, Peace be with you. It was an important word for the disciples to hear again and again. This word of peace would help ground the disciples in the work that they were called to do. The disciples were sent out to do the work of Christ with the help of the Holy Spirit. And today we talk about how the mission of the church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. As Christians, as followers of Christ, we are called not only to make a personal commitment to follow Christ, but also to join other Christians to seek to live as the body of Christ and ministry to all the world. We are called to love God and love neighbor and to witness to that love in all that we do and say. 
We are to embody God's love by being Christ's witnesses. Now, in one of our earlier scripture readings today, in our scripture reading from Acts, the last verse says, And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The disciples were witnesses in the sense of being there to actually see and hear what happened to Christ, that he was killed and he was raised on the third day and then he appeared to them and he sent them out to share the good news. They witnessed that firsthand. And in Acts, we hear how the disciples were brought before the council and they were questioned for disobeying orders not to share Jesus' teachings. The once fearful disciples had experienced the peace of Christ. For even though they were faced with this threat, they could not keep from teaching. That peace of Christ transformed them. They were witnesses to what God had done in Christ, and it was too powerful not to share. Now, none of us were there to witness Christ's death, life, death, and resurrection firsthand. But through the years, the Christian faith has been passed on from generation to generation until we too have heard the good news. And we, like so many who have gone before us, are called to share our faith with others, to to be a witness to others of what God has done and what God is doing in our lives. Now, several years ago, the the membership vows of the United Methodist Church changed slightly. The vow had been that members of the United Methodist Church would uphold the church by their prayers, presence, gifts, and service. And in 2008, the word witness was added to the vows. So that now when we reaffirm our vows or when someone joins the church now, becomes a member, we vow to uphold the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. To be a witness to our faith does not mean that we have to go door to door to share our faith with strangers. Rather, being a witness means sharing what God has done with those that we already know, those that we encounter every day, in our day-to-day lives, no matter where we are. And it is usually most effective when it's a part, just a part of our normal, everyday conversation with folks. In our scripture reading from John today, the disciples have gathered. They've gathered together, locked away in fear of what might happen to them. When Jesus appears to them and says, peace be with you. Jesus appears to them, offers them peace in their time of fear, and they rejoice. And then Jesus sends them out as witnesses of what God has done to continue the work of Christ. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you, Jesus says to them. And we, like the early disciples, are called to continue the work of Christ. We are called to share who God is by sharing God's love with the world. When we love one another as Jesus loves, we show God's love to the world. By loving as God loves, we show others what God's love is like. By loving as God loves, we are being a witness to that love of God in Christ. By witnessing to this love, 
by showing God's love, a love that knows no bounds, others may choose to enter into a relationship with God. God's love reaches out to us behind locked doors to offer us peace in our darkest hours. God's love allows us to come home again after we have messed up. God's love helps us start anew. No matter where we are, no matter where we may go, the Holy Spirit is with us, filling us with the breath of new life, guiding us in the way that we should go. Like the early disciples, we have been given a mission. Our mission as a faith community, as as one commentator put it, is not to be the arbitrator of right and wrong, but to bear unceasing witness to the love of God in Jesus. To bear unceasing witness to the love of God in Jesus. We are called to be living witnesses to God's work in the world. And being a witness does not mean that we just talk about God, but that we do God's work in the world. We live it out. It means that rather than condemning others, we love God and we love one another. It means we reach out to new folks and those who are different from us, and we get to know them. It means that we nurture the gifts that we have been given and look for ways that our gifts can serve the needs of the world. What exactly does it look like to be a witness for God's love? It looks different for each one of us. But the underlying theme is the same. To be a witness for God is to bear unceasing witness to the boundless love of God in Christ. And so, as we are sent out on our mission... Let us remember that great love that God has for us. The love that can reach behind locked doors in our deepest, darkest places. That love that can welcome us home. And let us love one another as God has first loved us. Amen.